Welcome to another episode of Quantum Coffee, where we discuss the deeper, unanswerable questions of the universe. I'm your host, Joe Holly. Grab some coffee, open your mind, and enjoy the show. I have a saying that, that me and my community use. It's like, you know, when in doubt, focus out. If you're ever having a funky day, you're feeling, you know, like, like your ego's taken over. It's, it's talking bad to you. Um, if you're not sure that, you know, your business venture or your life is going in the right path, try to take the focus off of me and put it on someone else. Who can I serve? How can I show up and provide value? You know, I, I love that like this podcast exists because you're, you're literally just like throwing out really important questions to provide service, to provide an opening, a door, you know, to something great or something different, something that could be of service. That was Quentin Williams. He goes by Q. I met him a few months back through some pretty synchronistic connections. It's really wild how the universe works. We are super aligned on our mission to help support athletes who are going through the transition process. Q is an amazing coach who offers one-on-one services and is very involved in different men's groups working to improve the emotional well-being of athletes. He is also very passionate about bringing awareness and support to those suffering from traumatic brain injuries, having suffered multiple concussions during his playing career. I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, Q, what's up, man? What's up, Joe? How are we doing, man? Welcome to the podcast. So this is Quentin Williams. Um, We met kind of synchronistically I don't know, a couple months ago, about a month before the whole COVID thing went down through some people, through a, a group called Everyman, which is a men's emotional health um, kind of men's group that's really becoming quite popular um, through a different couple, couple different people. We've gotten per, to become pretty close. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and kind of talk about what you do now and uh, you know your, kind of, your life, where you're at? Yeah, man. I think we, we struck a chord. We synchronistically got lined up. Um, I came into every man about two and a half years ago and, um, realized there was something there for people in my demographic, which is an ex athlete, ex college athlete. Didn't make it to the NFL of course. Um, but I see such a huge value to my life in bringing the men's work component to every man sort of like ethos into my life. And so I practiced that for, you know, it's been about uh, two and a half years now. And since then, I've also gone through all sorts of different leadership trainings, different, I've been exposed to all sorts of modalities when it comes to spirituality, self-development, self-improvements, read all the books. Um, and I mean, when it, when I heard that, that, that you were at that retreat in Joshua Tree a few months ago, I was like, man, I got to get in touch with this guy. Um, because it sounds like we have a, a very similar story, a very similar path, um, and a lot of shared interests. So my interests lie in the ex-athlete transition, supporting people in coming out of sport, identifying who they are, and going after that like in a really bold and big way. So the way that I currently operate is in one-on-one coaching. I offer one-on-one coaching to ex-athletes. We've also talked about the, the group program aspect. That's something that I'll develop too, or you know, maybe we'll tag team on at some point. But um, 
then I also I also have a vision for a, for a much bigger, large scale emotional intelligence training for for ex athletes and especially guys. You know, coming out of sport, accessing that that deeper side of them, that more um, intimate side of them, that really the world could use a lot more of, a lot more emotionally intelligent uh, masculine leadership. Absolutely, man, and I love what you're doing. I know we're super aligned. That's how we got connected. Um, you know, specifically for the athletes, I think, especially guys that are so influential in our society, um, and this new kind of paradigm shift of showing up as yourself. And, you know, in our, in our culture, it's really, it's not really acceptable for a man to like cry or show emotion or process. Um, but then that emotion manifests in kind of more negative ways if we're not able to process it correctly. And so, you know, coaching guys through and giving them the space and creating a container where guys can really process vulnerably uh, in a safe place. I think that's really um, a future that's, I mean, in my opinion, it's the work that really matters. Everything else is window dressing. It's really showing up fully as ourselves. That's how we're going to change the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really excited to continue to work with you on that. But this podcast, we're going to shift more about the unanswerable questions of the universe. Um, I ask all my guests three questions. Um, what is the purpose of life? What is your definition of God? And what happens when you die? And we'll see where those questions kind of take us, uh, get us a little bit more on the deeper, deeper level stuff, uh, more of the faith-based questions that, you know, some people, surprisingly, this is stuff I love talking about, like, and I think about all the time. I don't know if I'm crazy, but it, it fascinates me when some people don't ever think about this stuff because yeah. it's, it's really like, like, why are we here? Like, what is the purpose of this whole existence from these human bodies? It's all very fascinating. Yeah. So I'll start with, um, you know, what's, what's the purpose? Like, why are we here? What's the purpose of this existence? Why do we exist? You personally too, like, what's your purpose in life too? I can't, we kind of just discussed that a little bit, but what's the bigger meaning? That's a, obviously a powerful question. Um, and I think it, it, it hones in on, what is so valuable right now, you know, amidst this pandemic, of course, you know, your listeners know that a pandemic is going on, um, race riots are going on. Um, a lot has bubbled up over this, this grand pause. And I think me included, I've, I've, a lot has bubbled up to the surface that hasn't been present, you know, for a long time. So the faith question. I've heard a lot of people have sort of like spiritual awakenings amidst this sort of crisis, you know, and they're not alone. I, I, I too have been sort of like asking myself deeper questions like this. So um, what does it mean to life? I don't think that there's necessarily one meaning like for me, I don't think there's necessarily like one thing that I should be doing. And that's like my calling, but I think our meaning like is whatever we make of it. It's, it's whatever we decide. And that's a choice. And there are things that we're good at. There are things that we're gifted to do. And my job is just to take the tools that I have, develop them, sharpen my sword and give, just be of service because I know that's the one thing, you know, what I have a saying that, that me and my community use. It's like, you know, when in doubt, focus out. If you're ever having a funky day, you're feeling, you know, like, like your ego's taken over. It's, it's talking bad to you. Um, if you're not sure that, you know, your business venture or your life is going in the right path, try to take the focus off of me, 
and put it on someone else? Who can I serve? How can I show up and provide value? You know, I, I love that like this podcast exists because you're you're literally just like throwing out really important questions to provide service, to provide an opening, a door, you know, to something great or something different, something that could be of service. So I think the to answer your question directly, I, I think um, we give meaning, we give purpose to our life. And the purpose of life is, is really to give it meaning, to go out and do something of service. I love that. Yeah, I think we're definitely shifting. Like, I, I, I totally believe and I see, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in this world, especially this, lead, this last year. Um, no telling what, what the future holds, but it seems a little bit messy you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, but I believe it's a beautiful opportunity. And there is a lot of people that are waking up and having, having these awakenings to understand that it's, it is bigger than themselves. And we live in a time where we can really shift the whole mindset and the energy and raise the vibration of the planet through being of service to others. Cause we are all in this together. Like when we think about, you know, separation, that's when we, the problems arise, right? So we, we live in a divisive country. There's a lot of race stuff being talked about and going on, a lot of inequality. Um, and I think there's a lot of mass manipulation by the media that wants to create divisiveness and fear. And I do believe that, you know, one way to really find fulfillment, and this has like been shown in studies, like scientifically, is to be of service. And when we serve ourselves, we're, we're, I mean, we're trying to fill a void and we're never really going to get anywhere. But when we decide to serve others and show up in a, in so, and, and serve something that's greater than ourselves, and I know both me and you have experience with this with football and like, you know, coming together as a team and, and a, working towards a common goal. And that is really what it's all about when you're doing something bigger than yourself. And so I love that. Um, let's move on to the next question, which is, you know, what's, what are your belief systems around God? Um, do you even have, I used to have a lot of resistance to the word God, like we talked about. I've, I've worked through that because I've kind of done a lot of seeking myself and finding my own truth through my own experience. Um, but, you know, do you believe in a higher power, a higher creator? And how was that journey throughout your life to find your own um, belief systems and truth and experience um, and, and through that whole journey? Yeah, um, my spiritual journey has been long, arduous. It's taken some breaks. It's taken, um, yeah, it's, it's taken some pitfalls. Um, I mean, I, I grew up um, in not a very religious household. Um, we actually, we went to church. We went to different denominations. We weren't like devoutly um, Presbyterian or Methodist, we kind of went wherever felt good. Um, and I remember moving to Pittsburgh from Ohio and I was introduced to, you know, someone who to me looked different and it was a Jewish person. And I, I walked up to him. I was, I think I was like five years old and, um, this kid walks up and he says, Hey, my name is Jules. And it's such, such, a, such a kid thing to say, but he says, Hey, I'm Jules. I'm Jewish. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Quentin, and I'm American. And I'm like, <laughs> I go home and tell my like, mom the story. Say? And like, she's like, we got to go to church. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and 
we, we started going to church. It became more of a routine. Um, I understood more about my, you know, my, my supposed beliefs. Um, I learned all about, um, the Methodist religion. I, I suppose I can't say I never really got too deep where I, where I really dove deep into Christianity and faith was actually, um, in high school, um, where I would also say I, I peaked like my high school football career and like student council. I was a president. Um, I mean, I like, I, I was devout. I wasn't Catholic, but I was devout. I was, I, I was focused. I, I prayed once in a while. I had a faith in me. I had morals and I had values that were Christian based, but they, you know, I wasn't Catholic. Um, one of the things that really held on, you know, got its claws in me early and young was the Methodist religion has a saying, um, open hearts, open minds, open doors. My mom actually, who passed away when I was 15, um, she was a seamstress and she developed this beautiful like wall hanging for our church. It hung behind our, our, our pastor or priest. I forget what we called them. Um, but it, it hung behind them and it was this beautiful, you know, um, picture of like three people opening a door to greater possibility, to greater options, to community. So to, to me, that is really like a foundational piece. Like, I mean, my mom obviously influences my spiritual beliefs because she's passed and I still feel a deep connection to her. And I have a deep connection to that, to that, that wording, like that, that wall hanging still lives in that church. Like it's, it's still there. Um, wow. It's beautiful. Um, and that, that, that message is beautiful. That's what my mom stood for. And it's what I've always believed is um, open hearts, open minds, open doors. Like I don't have any right to judge anybody. I also don't have a right to necessarily like what exists and what doesn't exist. So I've been looking into like, and I'm going to totally butcher it right now, but there's, there's some, some really powerful um, like charts out there that um, support you in like figuring out like, are you an atheist, you know, on one, on mm. one sort of like um, axis, like the axis, called yeah. the Y axis and the other axis is, um, is Gnosticism and agnosticism. And I totally forget yeah. which one I am, but I know that I believe that there, there most likely is a God or gods, you know, but I can't necessarily be certain about that. And I think that puts mm. me, I, I forget where that puts me. I'm not even going to say it. Um, but there's two, there's two ways to think about it. Like, do I believe that there's a God and do I know that, do, do I think that it's possible to be hundred percent certain in life? And yes, I believe that there's a God or gods. I, I believe that God lives within all of us. I don't necessarily believe in a greater, a greater figure, but I, I believe that we are all a representation of God. And mm. um, we, we are creators. And um, next, I, I believe that you can't necessarily, I, I can't necessarily know. You know what I mean? There's so much I know. There's so much that I can't see with my two eyes. You know, we could talk about quantum physics and that whole world. I would um, love to. I love quantum <laughs> physics. Yes. Yeah. I mean, quantum coffee. So but yeah, like on the light spectrum, right? The light spectrum, only visible light is like a very small slither of what sliver of what we can actually even interpret with our eyeballs. Exactly. So chances are there's something else out there that I don't know about. Mm. So why would I be so ignorant to explore or so egotistical to think that I know it all or that I, I should push my belief onto somebody else? Um, and that, that's been a, that's been a realization for me, you know, righteousness sort of 
lives in, in my DNA, so to speak, in some way. Like, I think I, I know the right way to go about things. But I've really been trying to let go of that because righteousness breeds judgment and resentment and it separates. Whereas I can, I can live in a place and accept and welcome all beliefs. As long as they're not going to harm me, you know, as long as they're, you know, the intention is to bring us all together. I think we can all co-collaborate, you know, co-create at the end of the day. Yeah, it's fun. thanks for sharing that. That was beautiful. I, I totally agree. I think it's so fascinating that people attach to these belief systems and these dogmatic beliefs. And it's it's almost like they 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 construct their reality around these beliefs so much that they can't believe somebody else's beliefs to be true because then it questions their own beliefs. Yeah. And you know what I've learned through all my search, searching and seeking and trying to find my own truth is all of these religions and belief systems are all really trying to make sense of the same experience, which is an experience of the divine, of the creator, of whatever you want to call it, of source, of whatever created this whole existence that we live in. Um, so it's, it's when, when we attach to beliefs that I believe that's when it becomes a problem. And yeah. so that's part of the reason I'm trying to do this podcast is to get people to understand to open their minds. Like everybody is welcome because we, we really like on the deepest core of any of it, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. And it is all just faith. Yeah. Like having faith is the answer, but ha- what do you have faith in? Like, that's totally cool. You can have faith in whatever you want, but we don't really know. You can't say for certain that you know for a fact that I know for a fact, it really is all belief. And there is no objective reality. I mean, that's what science is starting to prove. There's mm-hmm. no actual, it's all subjective. Like whatever I perceive, the lens in which I perceive reality through is what I see. And so that's why, I mean, I love the work that you're doing and the work that I'm trying to do in the world is really the way we, the only way we can heal the world is by healing ourselves and the stories that we say. Mm -hmm. And so if we question these stories and where they come from and how they interpret the perception of reality that we're seeing through in the lens, that's where the world really starts to shift because we can really question where these beliefs come from and become more of a unified, like, together rather than separate, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the journey that we're on collectively. 100%, uh, you man. mentioned your, you mentioned your, your mother passing away. That's the, let's talk a little bit about um, your experience with, with death. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't, don't think about death. It's like one of those taboo things in our society. Um, yeah. I've read somewhere where like in cultures like India, like death is, is almost celebrated as a part of their culture where they'll like, you know, if someone passes away in the house, they'll like, kind of parade them down the street to, to celebrate their life. You know, in our culture, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a dead body. It's very like hidden from us. If something mm-hmm. happens, they like make sure they clean it up really quick. And it's just, it's something that's taken out of our society, which is, I think is kind of sad because it's a good thing to remind us that life is impermanent and it, it's going to end at some point. Cause then it creates a sense of urgency to enjoy the experience, yeah. not get so caught up in these stories of, you know, I'm in such a bad place, but really looking at the good in things and being grateful for what we do have. Um, so yeah, just talk a little bit about your experience of death and what you kind of think or believe happens when we die. Um, if there's, you know, a heaven or hell, or if there's just some kind of, we go back into source or we just go into nothingness. Like, what is it? Oh man. Um, well, you, you, you touched on my mom and I believe that my mom is, is still around. She'll always be around. So I believe in 
like us all being energetic beings and this body mm. is really just a vessel. It's this body is a machine. It's a tool ecosystem, but it doesn't, doesn't have, doesn't, doesn't walk around uh, without energy. Nothing actually happens without energy. And uh, consciousness to me is, is energy consciousness. Um, you know, my, my mom's consciousness is still around and I don't think that, it's, it's it's within me. It's within you. It's within everyone. It's I, I don't I don't know exactly where it lives, but it's um, it's within the collective. And for me, um, what happens when we die? Like I'm still connected to my mom through um, sense of smell. So um, mm. once in a while, yeah, I will get. Um, it's really special to me. Really, it is. My mom will show up with this smell. Um, the scent that I still have yet to identify. It'll show up in certain strengths and certain times at really pivotal moments in my life or when she's trying to kind of say, you know, say something. And it shows up probably once every few months. It's taking breaks. But... Um, Can you describe that smell? Like, what, it's, it's just a very distinct smell and you know it's her? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember it. I only remember the smell from one other moment, like in real life when I could actually identify it. It was the soap that they used when my mom was in the hospital. Um, oh, they, wow. gave, they gave her a bath when she like, there, there was a period of time where we weren't sure if my mom was like there or not. She was like, mm-hmm. she had a stroke out of nowhere. The stroke ended up being much worse than, um, than we had originally thought. And so she basically overnight was like, quote unquote brain dead, like, like her, her brain had swollen, but they weren't, they, they didn't know the extent to how, you know, how bad it was. So they didn't know whether she was like still there or if she had passed. Um, and so in, in the midst of all that, um, they came into the room as I was like crying like a baby and, um, you know, asked us to leave for a minute and we, we came back and she, she had a bath. You know, she they, they washed her clean. I didn't get to see the soap, but like so much, like there's there's this there's this urge in me to like call them. Like, what what soap did you use in Shadyside Hospital in Pittsburgh, PA, <laughs> um, yeah. back in 2001? You know, um, but I also kind of like the mystery of things because it shows up. Yeah, it, it shows up in the strangest times. Uh, I've never been able to identify what it is, what the smell is, but to describe it, it's like a floral sweet smell. That's about all I can say about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's such a visceral like thing when your mom shows up, you can feel it, you can smell it. That's, Mm -hmm. that's amazing to have that connection. Wow. Yeah. I got goosebumps, man. Yeah, I did too. That's thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, because I, I mean, I don't know what happens when we die, but I believe the same thing. We're energetic beings having human experiences, you know, like we talked about earlier with the quantum reality and physics is starting to prove like the quantum entanglement and uni- unified field. Like we're just energy, it's all vibration. And so I don't know, like and so there's obviously different dimensions and dimensional realities that are all happening simultaneously if we can own like whatever we see in the visible light spectrum is so just a sliver of what actually is happening um so i don't know like i don't know if we all go into oneness i think there's some kind of soul that goes somewhere 
Um, but that's beautiful. I've, I've never heard of someone, you know, connecting through smell. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate there, you sharing that, man. There's a word for it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a four, it's a string of clairvoyance it's, or something to that nature. Um, and it's, it's pretty common. Like I, I actually, I know yeah. one other woman who, who has that for her dad. So, uh, mm. yeah, I wish I had a name for it, but it's something around like yeah. something int, you know, clairvoyant, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Well, thanks for sharing. Is there anything else you got on your mind that you'd like to share for the, for the listeners? <clears throat> Any words of wisdom from the queue? I think I wanted to touch on this earlier. I think, um, two things like one, like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by like by um, mycelium right now and like the, the, the roots that grow underneath the earth and how trees communicate with one another, how like how the world operates, you know, in this really, really connected way. And I think one of the things we're being called into right now is how can we connect, you know, put down our phones, you know, put down these devices that only came about like seven, eight years ago, really like, mm. And we've totally transformed the world in that time. Um, how can we put those down and connect in a in a spatial way? Um, I and on top of that, um, how can we release our righteousness? How can we release the the need to be right, the need to know everything, the need to um, to stand firm and, and nail my foot to the ground? How can I, as a human being, open up my heart? my mind, the doors of my life to new ideas, be open-minded. I think right now, especially the time that we're living in around the coronavirus, what do you do around black lives matter? What do you do? You know, what is right? What, what is historic? What is, what are the, what do the statistics really represent? You know, I had a, I had a conversation with um, a couple of friends of mine the other day one is very statistically based. One is very, you know, subjectively based. And I, I helped us all kind of come together and realize that, that both of those things can live in the same place. Like what you're trying to say can actually, it, it doesn't have to be black or white. It can be a both and situation. So where can we find that both and in life where like, you know, you Joe can believe that there's a God and only one God. And I can also believe that there's multiple, you know, and neither of us have to be right about that. Because we don't really know. Yeah. And I think that's the key, right? <laughs> we're, we're, all trying to, we're all trying to move. And it's really about connecting to love and opening our hearts, dude. I just love that message. I am definitely on board. And, and finding connection. Like we're all so much more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm excited to continue to support you on your journey. Um, and yeah, let's keep in touch, man. You as well, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Hi, brother. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Quantum Coffee. I hope you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Reach out to me on Instagram at joe.holly or email me at joe.holly.newsletter at gmail.com. That'll all be listed in the show notes. If you have anyone that you'd like to hear on my podcast, reach out, send them my way. Also, if you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. Thanks again for all the continued support. So much love and gratitude. Peace.